This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to audience, and this is Marcus Boston. I'm Cecil W. Adams. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Soul Audience. And you can find me at MarcusBoston314. You can find me at Cecil W. Adams on all platforms. You can pick up your merch, Soul merch, from buyjack.com slash The Soul Audience. You can also... Go down and support Colorado Bob Ship of Fools at 3457 Morgan Ford Road. We would like to thank you and ask you to like, share, comment, and have your friend listen to the Slaudians. And we would like you to enjoy the show. Peace. We act like this is a studio, this really just a trap. <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> so now that we got that out the way. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, was well, that in your notes? No, that was not in my notes. I was going to go through some tribal announcements, but that's that was oh. the announcement. <laughs> I thought that's what we were working towards. Not at all, but I mean, now that uh, we're here, I mean, right. go ahead and just keep on going. We'll keep on drinking this cocktail. All right, <laughs> so this is the part where you're going to have to shut me up, stop me, ask me what Probably I'm not. Go ahead. Right. I'm going to kick my shoes off and get in my oh. comfortable space. So, all right, y'all brought me on here. We talked about something positive for positive people. Mm-hmm. So... What I label it as is an intentionally inclusive hub of sex positive resources. Beneath that, it's actually a place where people who are living with herpes or STIs can come and get emotional support just by listening. What's it? It's, uh, it's not STD. It's STI. So it's, and they're used interchangeably. Sexually transmitted diseases, sexually transmitted infections. Okay. So they're just used interchangeably for the most part. Uh, most people in the sexual health space are leaning towards infections because that's, I don't know what the reason is, but I'm seeing a lot more STI than I am STD. So, um, I guess because they want to, I guess infection doesn't wonder if it's like infection sounds better than disease, I guess. I think that's what it is. Like, I, I you know, I, I believe that that might I be. I think of disease, I think of like Black Plague and like those yeah, kind like, of like historical, yeah. like epidemic mm-hmm. wipe out a lot of people, diseases. Disease is the word historically always. It's a super, there is no cleanup on disease. You got disease, you fucked up. Infection, oh, you mean a little cream, some got a little infection. Like yeah. it looks more, it's more of a positive perspective at a, at a, I think a market level than like disease. Like, oh, you got disease, infection. Oh, you got, I got, I got a, a staph infection or like something like infection that seems a little bit more. Cause I'm trying to think of like anything else that's a disease that. Everything disease connected always sounds like death. Yeah. Also starts with a D. Infection, inspiration. Um, I can't think of more I words, but um, okay, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, okay. <laughs> so now, now we know because I didn't. I was like STI. I'm, I'm assuming it's infection, but I, wanted, I, yeah, t- yeah. I tried to Google it a minute ago. And it oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at any point, y'all can stop me if y'all need to. And ask no, no, so, no, you good. Um, so uh, I was diagnosed with genital herpes. Um, it was genital HSV two is what it was on the paper. Um, I woke up, I had body aches, chills. I was over with my grandma, mm-hmm. and um, my grandma's a nurse. So I wake up, I'm cold, but I'm hot, I'm sweating, but don't want to get out the covers. I get up, walk into the bathroom, I go take a piss, I touch my dick, and it felt like 
you've probably seen a comet or a meteor on TV, mm-hmm. and it felt exactly how that looks in like a region about this round. I yell, "What the fuck!" My grandma come knocking on the door. I was like, "We gotta go to the doctor right now." My mom just so happened to have been over, so we go to the um, we go to urgent care. And I see the doctor, and the dude just looks at it. He's like, yep, that's herpes. We're going to figure out which one it is. He gave me uh, some medication in case I had gotten chlamydia mm-hmm. or anything like that. And they tested me for the other STIs, HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis. I don't think they tested me for TRIT. But left up out of there. Um, I had my prescription and my little pamphlet that was mm-hmm. like, here are the stats on herpes. So I get out. I go to um, get home and... I'm like, damn, what I'm going to do? Okay, pause. Okay, go ahead. You sound, I mean, I know it's been some years since then, but like, how are you feeling? Like, you you going through that process, the doctor, this pamphlet, like, la, 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 bruh. What was going through your mind, your spirit? Like, what was, what was you feeling like? Who else did I give it to? I think that was probably the biggest piece because it's like, fuck, if I gave this to somebody else, then... I'm that nigga that's passing herpes around, you know? Yeah. So rather than it being like, what the fuck? Who gave me this? Like, that would be, that's the uh, reaction I would have, like, expected to have mm-hmm. before I got it. But then I got it. It was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So I sent a couple of Facebook messages. <laughs> I didn't have everybody's phone number. Damn. And I was just like, hey. Uh, and I said, like, it was a lot of people, but it wasn't. Uh, Maybe three people who I had sex with over like the last one year. Did period. you copy and paste it to all of them? No, I said it a little bit there because sometimes <laughs> you want to ease into it. Hey, what's up? Uh, Make sure they respond because you don't want to send a message and then that shit get read and then you don't know what happened. Uh, so from there, uh, it was just like checking in like, hey, do you have herpes? All right, well, I was just diagnosed. You might want to get checked. So everybody told me they didn't have it. So I was just kind of like, I ain't got nobody to point the finger at. So that just left me with me. So I had to do my own research. And I think that this was where I started to really get back into working out, too, Mm -hmm. because I was playing college football. When I got done with that shit, I was like, I'm done. No more lifting, no more running, none of that. That's when I got done with basketball, I was the same way. That's that's what I blew up to 300 and something pounds. That's what happened to me. So I got up to like 270. And uh, I think I finished playing at like 240. 240 was my finishing weight. So uh, part of me thinks, too, that not being active, like I learned everything about herpes after I got herpes. So so where'd you get it from? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, you a champ. I, you are handling this well. It's, it's, so it's you are handling it's, this, I don't know, well. Let's keep in mind, though, it's been seven years since I was diagnosed, though. So like I had time. So no one you slept with has it, just you. Somebody could have been lying. Oh, That's on the table, but God. everybody I asked, I ain't said no. fucking no more. I ain't fucking. <laughs> well, here's the thing too. Like, I didn't realize this until after I had gotten it. But oh, I'm you, like me, I'm even if you wear a condom, you can still get it because it's a, it's a virus that lives in your nerves, but it spreads from skin to skin contact. So like whole, HPV is one of those things too, ain't it? Yeah. Like where you don't know you don't until know. it happens, but you can. Oh man! And then like men mm. can't be tested for HPV. Right. That's so a, it's just like, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't affect men. Yeah. Right. I mean. Right. It's I mean, a, it does. You're carrying it, but it's yeah. Like, yeah. Something. I don't know. HPV was hit the scene when I was in college, so. <laughs> See, like, and when I heard about HPV, the way that I heard about it, it was from the women who were just like, oh, my God, I got HPV. And the way that they said it was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that must be terrible. Mm-hmm. And then when you learn about it, it's like, okay, 
one, there's a vaccine for it, and for most of them, many of them, I don't want to say most. Um, we talked about this before. The, 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 they didn't have it. When when I was in college, they didn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. But the guy came out with it. He ended up winning the Nobel Peace Prize for it. Yeah, no, in science, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's just one of those things where um, condoms don't cover up the whole area. No, that's not. And what I learned in high school sex education was this shit was you trash. Smell an STD, <laughs> no. you can see an STD, or STDs hurt. So who the fuck's gonna want to have sex if they have an STD, right? <sighs> Some big booty bitches out here, though, man. <laughs> My Instagram feed is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but back to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so nobody to blame. Everybody said no, and I was just kind of like, "All right, well, we're gonna figure out how to manage this shit." Damn, so I mm, ended up mm, uh, mm. doing some googling. I didn't just Google herpes. That's the worst fucking thing you can do. Oh, that's a, some see, stupid shit I've done. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> See so hold me. That's people's reaction. That is legit people's reaction to it. But then, uh, <laughs> put this rubber suit on. And, right? No, no skin the, on skin. Not the half mat. Not the outbreak monkey. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, I googled like, all right how to manage herpes mm-hmm. and the main things were said avoid peanut butter which was bullshit to me because it doesn't apply to me so there are two main proteins that are known to trigger an outbreak and an outbreak is a visible expression of the virus on the affected area mm-hmm. so to give you an idea the herpes virus either lives in the top of the spine or the base of the spine that's just where it lives mm-hmm. and whenever there's a suppression of the immune system, it's able to express itself. So mm-hmm. you get oral outbreaks or mm-hmm. you get genital outbreaks. Like, uh, what, like, like, um, uh, cold sores. There's cold sores. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's herpes. So if someone has oral herpes and they, let's say they're in a monogamous relationship for years and years and years and they're doing oral all the time, their partner comes back and they're like, yeah, I have a fucking herpes outbreak on my genitals. The other person can be like, well, you didn't get it from me because I only get cold sores. That's bullshit because mm-hmm. herpes is herpes. Yeah. 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 Shit. Carry on. So um, I figured out, you know, Arginine and I forget the name of the other one, but these are two, well, that's one of the two proteins that are known to be associated with herpes outbreaks. So what trigger the, it, triggers it. Mm-hmm. What are the foods is in? Like you said, peanut butter? Yeah, peanut butter, like certain protein shakes you'd want to just oh, like read the label Fuck you, for. Smoothie King. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like I'm giving up protein. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. No, it only, it, it affects you if you're, if it's in your system, if you're positive. So, um, backtracking real quick. I had gotten tested because, uh, and this is another funny fucking story. My senior year in college i thought i had herpes mm-hmm. and so i was like oh my god i got an std i get into the clinic i even told my coach in meetings i was like hey i gotta go what part was you playing what part he said, football. what sport <laughs> i was playing what football, you playing? football. <laughs> <laughs> it was football so we were in our meeting and i was telling my teammates i was like hey man something ain't right he was like man you better go i was like i don't want to tell him like i think i got an std so i just told him i was like i gotta go he's like what's wrong i was like I gotta go to the clinic. Been there playing Hollow. Tell him I said what's up. Here's what's <laughs> Take funny. my punch card. Here's what's funny. So I get into the uh, the clinic there on campus, 
the nurse looks at my dick and she just goes, that, that's not an STD. It just looks like you've been really busy. <laughs> now, mind you, I ain't had sex in six months, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... I wasn't satisfied with that. I was like, this might, this look like herpes. So at that point, sir, like, were you jacking off so much that she felt concerned? Like, sir, that was you want to leave some skin on this motherfucker? Give it a break. That was what it was. Too many curls. Because okay? every time, I remember during that time, Lil Wayne kept dropping the fucking drought albums. And I was like, damn, I'm, we on the same drought. Here. It was on six. And I was like, there's a correlation. I love the mind. He's correlating these mixtapes that he's not fucking nobody and beating his dick raw. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny now. That shit wasn't funny back then. Uh, So I I wasn't satisfied with that. I go and I drop that $200 at uh, Any Labs. I dropped the $200 on the Any Labs test. I was like, hey, test me for herpes. And they give me my results back and it says negative. But... The way that you see the results, the test tests for antibodies. So if you have a presence of a certain amount of antibodies, mm-hmm. you're positive for herpes. If you are under that number, you test negative. Mm-hmm. Here's what's concerning. You have to test above a certain amount. You have to test above a certain amount. So let's say that number is one. If the number is one, you got herpes. If the number is under one, you're negative. Mm-hmm. But there's a number there. So I don't know if I had it at that point, mm-hmm. and it was after repeat exposure that it grew, expanded, or if it was over time that it was just able to reproduce. And just timing of the yeah. test and da da da, yeah. So um, I was actually negative, and I think that like after not playing sports and being active and taking care of myself. That allowed for my body to just, for the herpes to be like, ah, oh, I got your ass, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, I hear a lot about, like, like you know, the human body, you might be born with cancerous genes in your body, but based on how you live your life, it it, it um, will activate those cancer cells to do what cancer does. So, hereditarily, we might have certain pre- preconditioned traits in our body just on, out of our control, but the way you live your lifestyle could activate those to be your your downfall. Yeah. You know, so it could be the sort of the same parallel to what you were saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh um, I read books, guys. I read books. Yeah. <laughs> uh I was gonna make a joke about black men reading. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I learned that I need to take care of myself, start working out manage how I eat and so I got a personal trainer Mm -hmm. and he didn't know why I was reaching out to him but um, I had him for 12 weeks he taught me how to eat how to work out well I knew how to work out but he just gave me a routine Mm -hmm. I remember he told me he was like "All right, write down everything you eat for a week I wrote it down I was like damn I did good I'm eating healthy first thing he said on there he was like Courtney you ate fucking Popeye's chicken I was like I ate Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich what's wrong I I stand in line with everybody else what do you mean what's wrong with this bro but it's grilled he was like it's still fucking Popeye's (laughs) and that that statement will never leave my mind I mean that's (laughs) sir But like that goes to show like that's how I was eating at that mm-hmm. time. And plus I told you I was living with my grandma. So mm-hmm. she was cooking up shit, you know, every oh, yeah. few days, going Fam. out to eat, all that. I had uh um his name is I call him Osiris, but his name is Orson. And he was talking about his grandma would give him would make pies for Thanksgiving. He would eat his own pie. That's grandma shit. 
Grandma will give her favorite grandbaby. I will make pies for the family, but my favorite grandbaby get his own pie. I said, nigga, that's why you fucked up. Because my grandma will give me the family food in my own plate. I said, grandma. My mom be like, why your grandma keep getting this fucking plate of your own? I don't know. <laughs> Grandma will get you fucked up and banged up. That's my grandbaby. I'll get you an extra piece of chicken. I, you should give me less chicken, Grandma. <laughs> but Grandma love their grandbabies, and they yep. going to get that extra pie. You here's for my kids, but my grandbabies each get their own pie that they like. I said, this God damn it, man. It'd be like that. You know, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. My grandma passed away. I missed her, but I was, I was there too. I got my own pie. <laughs> Uh, so learning how to work out, eat, manage those kinds of things, because stress is something that triggers an outbreak stress and, um, just having your immune system compromised. So if you are to, let's say, get sick, like if I were to get the mm-hmm. flu and just kind of like, that would be an opportunity for an outbreak to come on yeah. for a lot of women who, um, there are women who get an outbreak along the time frame of their periods as mm-hmm. well. So, like, mm-hmm. hormones getting out of control. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Um, got the diagnosis, started making those little changes and everything. And around Did you ever the go time, to therapy? No, I never mm-hmm. went to therapy. Um, probably would have saved me five fucking years of, like... Yeah, <laughs> therapy, man. Therapy is so important. Mm-hmm. Therapy is so important. And see, but during that time, though, at that point, because I think there was like a sudden turnaround time between when you were crazy if you went to a therapist. Yeah, and when it was a healthy. I mean, yeah, too. I would just say last two years, mm-hmm. especially in the black community, being okay with saying therapy. But I do therapy. You can watch white people shit. Yeah, that we would say. What it was? You yeah. crazy? That's mm-hmm. a white people. We better pray on it. No, this white Jesus ain't gonna fix these problems. Okay, Grandma, I get it. No, I need to go talk to my doctor and get this shit out because we just don't have the mechanisms and and the opportunity to work out our human PTSDs and shit. Like we need those conversations. I've been blessed to have white friends and like be able to have conversations with them and their therapists. And then I got to college, I had my own therapy session. It was me just talking my shit. So like podcasts in a way is also a form of therapy. Oh, I agree. When you create the environment to be so, but like growing up, white therapy was like white people shit. Yeah. White people shit. We don't go, we'll go therapy. We just pray on it. It's fantasy. Like that's not gonna fix these problems yeah. we got. Go to church. You know, you're not just supposed to push your problems down. No, no that's not it. There. No, no. Just no, keep pushing not. down. Mm-mm. All you're doing is it's a powder keg you're creating. That's all you're doing is creating a fucking powder keg. And I, I wish that I knew. I wish that I like didn't subscribe to those beliefs. That you don't know what you don't know. You just don't know. And it was like starting to read. When mm-hmm. I, I talked about that podcast I found, and that was probably one of my – it was a combination of things. One person pointed out that I was just weird around like women who were attractive and clearly attracted to me, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Damn, dude, why don't you talk to her?" And I'm like, uh, "I want to have to tell her I got hurt," mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so, oh, after a while, you just get tired of that shit. One of my friends was like, "Oh, you're in love with your ex? You love your ex?" I was like, "No, I keep going back to my ex because it's easy, mm-hmm. and I don't have to have this conversation again." Mm-hmm. So eventually, I just told I, the first person I probably told was his girlfriend. So we were just we were about to go out, and she was like, well, "Why? What's wrong? Why are you keep?" doing it. I was like, oh, I got herpes. And she gave me this look, like deer in the headlights, like it was unexpected, but she wasn't, there was no stigma behind it. There was mm-hmm. no like judgment at all. It was just, all right, well, that makes sense. And then we just kind of, like, I felt good. After I was said she black that. or white? She was mixed. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a G code right there. That's, that's a cheat code. That's a cheat code right there. Like, ooh. So, uh, and it was cool to just 
have that be received by Wait somebody. Wait to exhale, just... That's it. Yeah, that's the feeling. So when you tell somebody and you're not really met with any kind of stigma, I think that that was the thing that probably empowered me to begin talking about it to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I kind of was like, damn, I guess it's okay if somebody knows. I guess it's okay if people know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started to figure out, like, I, I, I didn't look for community or anything. I didn't mm-hmm. look for therapy. At that point, I think it had been four-ish years that I was diagnosed. And so I began to, like, look for different communities or, like, Google herpes dating. And I found mm-hmm. that there were, like, dating sites where people were living with herpes. I got on that bitch and slayed. <laughs> I quit. I quit. This is a lot of I quit. Courtney and uh, Cece are going to be the host of this show now. <laughs> Cece and Cece and Cece. But uh, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, because I, I think that, like, not – it was hard to date. Mm-hmm. It was just hard for me to put it out there. And then, like, once I got there, here's the most evolutionary shit that happened. I got on there, and I think that I finally had moments where it wasn't always in the back of my mind of, all right, when am I going to tell this girl? When God, it's going to be stressful. Very. Uh, like, I've spent the night at girls' houses and just didn't try anything because I didn't want to have to have that conversation. I've done that, too, but it wasn't because I had a reason because I was corny. Uh, I was a bitch. <laughs> I was, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I got on there and it was just like me seeing a version of myself that I had never seen before. Like, mm-hmm. people said I was funny and they're like, oh, you're so smart. And that was real deep. Like, you like, Jakadis. Came back to Westeros. You oh, watch the Westeros and fucking two dragons is like burn this motherfucker down. Dracodis. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, my God. oh shit. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the path of the playground. <laughs> y'all, y'all edit out these like periods where y'all nope. just start crying, laughing. No, no. <laughs> Absolutely not, because I'm not doing it. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. We roll with it. We roll oh. with it. All right, I'm with it. Uh, <sighs> so, uh, yeah, I started to just get feedback about my personality and who I was, like, without having to think about that. And so... I started to socialize with my friends and I'd be so disconnected from them because mm-hmm. it's like these complete strangers that I'm socializing with who know about my status, I feel more connected to them than mm-hmm. the people I've known for years, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, damn, was I got a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Like, crossroad. Am I going to keep doing this? It's or a crossroad, what? yep. So at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just start telling my friends, you know, like one by one. One of my buddies, uh, he told me I was playing Madden <laughs> at my grandma's house. He was playing uh, at his place. He was like, man, I got to tell you something. I was like, damn, what? He said, I got kids on the way. I was like, damn, what? He's like, twins. I was like, at least it ain't herpes. And that was like one of my <laughs> one of my first. So he was like, oh, shit. And then he mm-hmm. told me, he was like, hey, well, so-and-so got it. Like, y'all, why don't y'all hook y'all up? I was like, shit, set that up. Uh-huh. So we started dating for a little bit, and that didn't work out for other reasons. But yeah. that was the kind of positivity that I was met with mm-hmm. after I began to look for community, which started to speak know. your truth. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. it. Just speaking your truth. And I know that shit sound corny and it's overplayed, but like that shit is real. Yeah, the truth don't need no motherfucking backup because the truth is the truth. <clears throat> exactly. And so um, when I was on there, and I told you, like I was, I was having time in my fucking life on there. He was like, bust down, thought you were to bust down. <laughs> bust down. <laughs> well, here's the thing, dude. Like I started dating outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. too, because now it's like, well, sir, what does that mean? You started dating the whites. Oh, no, I always dated outside okay, my race. Sorry, yeah. I try to make it up by yeah. myself. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. So I, I've always dated outside my race. Uh, when that was a thing, like uh, college, college mm-hmm. was probably it. Yeah, it was just really good. limited. You yeah, know? You gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. I need this. I need this feminine energy mm-hmm. where I'm gonna get it from. Yeah. It's like, oh, you paying attention to right. me? You like what you see? Hey, yeah, Becky up? with the good hair. <laughs> <laughs> but um I got on there and I started like just you 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 look at people differently. Like people begin to show you who they are, you know, and it's a dating site. So yeah, you you see this or you see whatever they want you to see, but at the same time like you get to see people on a deeper level. Yeah. So from there like you you um, learn about to interpret things too, like your yeah. interpretation of things, your irrelevance to wordplay and usage all is is vibrating at a higher level than it was beforehand. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm becoming like my my own awareness of what else is out there started to just kind of expand, mm-hmm. and in that process, a whole of new seeing, world. That, <laughs> seeing um, like what else is out there, and that I have more options, and that my world wasn't as limited as I made it. Um, there were also people who were in there who would post on like the public blogs and forums about how miserable they are and how they're never going to be able to date or have kids or no one's going to want them and how they wanted to end their lives so just kind of bringing it back to something positive for positive people like i think that this was around when it started was when i started to see it and i'd be like hey man that's it's not that bad Worst thing you can tell somebody who's suicidal is it's not that bad. Yes. <laughs> so I, I learned that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that wallet. <laughs> Don't get him started. Bro. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My- you see, we got the, they got, they got the, the shield up. Oh, yeah. And they got the black over got the black panther. He's watching you. This episode is sponsored by Marvel. <laughs> right. Disney. Disney Plus. <laughs> we need that. All day. So, All day. Yeah, just go to DisneyPlus.com slash these Guardians and receive no discount. <laughs> hey, if we set that up right, Disney get enough complaints, they're going to be like, hey, we got to make this happen. Oh, hey, man. Right. Let this place get some Disney money. Shit. <laughs> Woo. Oh, in the name of God. Podcast tour. Mm, man. <laughs> Fam. Fam. It's on a fan so, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah that's the plan that's the plan it's on the way seeing that that was a thing and it was more prevalent than just like every now and then i started to see that shit a lot like mm-hmm. i thought it was you know that i was tripping so some one lady um i was messaging on there she had a boyfriend already she just wanted like male perspective on what to expect she was diagnosed but her boyfriend wasn't and he was just like well you know if, if you got it i got it like We'll deal with it when it comes, just like rational minded. So she and I had become friends. And one day she just told me, she was like, you know what? Like, I, I never told anybody this, but I wanted to commit suicide. And I was like, whoa, you? That is somebody who 
the way she described herself to me, like she dated athletes, she had, uh, she was involved with a nonprofit, she had a relationship. And I think that that's probably the most high priority thing for people who are diagnosed with an STD is whether or not they're going to have a significant other anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she told me that, I was like, damn, this shit real. Like I got to do something. So I go out and, um, I got this little same microphone I use now. It's like a little shirt microphone mm-hmm. that plugs into my cell phone. I go out to my car and I like drive around the corner somewhere quiet and I hit record. And I was like, damn, you know, people really want to kill themselves after diagnosis. I think the first thing I said, though, was how I'm Courtney. I have herpes just to get that out because to, to get that mm-hmm. feeling again, mm-hmm. I think that that was like calming enough. No one will ever hear this fucking episode because it's terrible. There were so many likes and ums. And I will never edit it. I don't even know if I still have it anymore, but this was episode zero. I think I sent it to two or three people uh, just to get their feedback because I wanted to know like how it would be received and if there were things that I could adjust for it. So after I did that, like I began to email uh, that. I'm sorry. I began to interview people who were living with herpes, just like from being involved with that site. and they let me record it. They let me share it directly with the people who needed it. Mm-hmm. So from there, I would share it, and then more people wanted to be involved. More people wanted to be involved. So it turned into, rather than me emailing it to people, um, I just uploaded it to, excuse me, I uploaded the audio to YouTube. And so you know how YouTube works. If you're on your phone and you don't have the paid subscription, like you get a text message, you stop, and it stops and starts. I saw that there were a few hundred views on the first episode mm. that I posted. And I was like, whoa, shit, people listening to this. Let me take it more serious. How'd you, t- how'd you title it? What was the, what was oh, the episode one? Oh, you have herpes? Well, my legs don't work. So that was yeah, the first press guess. play. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first episode. Um, and that was her, that was the lady's response. It was with an older lady who's, um, I think at the time she might've been close to 50. Mm-hmm. Her husband cheated on her mm-hmm. and then like she found out she had herpes. She told him and he got it from the person that he had cheated on her with. He was like deuces and left her. And like, that's the kind of shit people don't hear. People think you fuck a lot of people. Then you get herpes. That's not how it works. He gave her herpes and left her. Yes. She should have killed his ass. Hey, she'd have been justified. Hell yeah. I don't have a load of gun. <laughs> So, um, she told me, she was like, you know, as we, and she lives in St. Louis actually. So we met in person and as I'm talking to her, like she showed up, it was so cute. She had notes, she had pages of notes cause she hadn't talked about it before. Yay. So she showed up ready. So we started talking and she going through her notes and she talked about that first disclosure she had. And she was so like in her head and she was like, you know what? I'm going to just tell you, uh, to the, to the guy that she first disclosed to, she was like, I have herpes, and she starts just like wailing and crying, and the dude puts his hand on me and goes, yeah. my legs don't work. And that's like, that's how little it meant to him. I mean, it was just like, you think that's a big deal? So to hear it's not a big deal in so many different ways mm-hmm. makes it less wow. of a deal, really. God damn. And so, so, so he was... He was paralyzed? I think so. I think he was paralyzed from the legs down. Yeah, we ain't going to those kind of details. I wasn't that good of a podcast yet. <laughs> so I'm just listening to her. Mm-hmm. But um, wow. you could see her posture change. She went from like to to 
And like we we were sad. I was mad with her. We got uh, upset. We cried. Oh like, you man, know, we were just so fucking relieved. And I got to see that like that healing humanity. process. Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's human beings. Yeah, connected at the highest level of humanity. That's it. Yeah. And so when she got done, she was just like, "Wow, you know, I hadn't talked to anybody mm-hmm. like that before." And I kept her anonymous and everything. Of course. We just used her first name. Yeah. But later, like I come to find out, like she's talking to people in bars about mm-hmm. it, you know, just educating. If someone says some stigmatizing shit, she's like, well, hey, listen. And um, she was rocking one of my t-shirts out in public. I was yeah. like, damn, like that was three years ago. Yeah. And here we are today, yeah. you know? So um, after that interview, I started to post the interviews into like the, the there's like communities of people who are living with herpes who just like, you know, just are seeking community. Mm-hmm. So just like there's a meetup for everything, there's a podcast for everything, mm-hmm. same thing here. And so um, I share the podcast episodes there. More people want to get involved. My second episode was with a non-binary polyamorous, queer, kinky person. I'm impressed you kept that together. This was a lot for me at once. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Can you please repeat that and like describe those things? I don't know how I speak that language, but I'm Like, tell me, please. But um, what they... Cece, you need some help on this part? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But um, what they... They were... Processing raped. So they were date raped. Oh, shit. What they explained. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. I'm just like, yeah. oh. They, um, they explained how it was important for them to treat the trauma. So you, you're not going to be able to just deal with the herpes and the stigma. You got to treat the trauma around the diagnosis. Yeah, between your ears first, we get anything biological. Yeah, so she went, or they went and... um they talked about you know how going to therapy helped and what one, one, one second so with that person you say they do is each of those um what's the word uh, labels or whatever they have is each one a different personality no all of them are the same so okay. we're talking about kinky queer right so okay. kinky being into bdsm uh bonded damn bondage domination submission Masochism. Oh wait, the SM is sado sadistic masochist. I'm probably butchering that, so y'all might have to put some in the show notes. <laughs> and then uh, no, we not no. <laughs> so uh, queer is a Q and LGBT, um, and there's just like a fluidity there, like lesbian, gay, bi didn't necessarily apply to them. They were just more fluid than either of the labels there. And then the polyamorous, just multiple lovers yeah. in the same period of time. Um, I'm talking about freedom. Right? That's what I was saying. Well, now I said that because at the time I was like, what? Excuse me? Right. <laughs> um, so they, this was kind of where the conversation started going. It was like, yeah, we connected over herpes. Talk to me about your diagnosis. Talk to me about what happened around that time, how you dealt with it. And then it just expanded into who the human was. Mm-hmm. And so now the human is expressing like, I'm this kind of person. I'm this kind of person. These are the things that I do. These are the things that I like. This is the kind of life that I live. And it just turned into this like healing platform mm-hmm. for people who mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. see that there are people who are living not a normal life. I hate to use that word, but like people think they can't have a normal life after herpes diagnosis. You give them a chance to recharge the human battery to, to combat the world that is usually unjust and just full of bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's dope. 
So when people are able to listen to it, like if you go through right now, it's at 100 and, 113-ish episodes. Most of them are with interviews with people who are living with herpes. Some mm-hmm. HIV. Um, I interviewed Derek Cannons, who's living with AIDS. He started the Angel of Warriors. Derek's Angels and Warriors uh, Foundation. Uh, there are relationship experts, sexuality experts, physicians, mm-hmm. like anyone who can bring something under the sex positivity umbrella mm-hmm. for people to be able to come in and just take what they need and then they can go on about their business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, after beginning that whole process and interviewing more and more people um, and just having the... <clears throat> Having the different levels of conversations, like it branched me out. So yeah, now, like, yeah, you grow, yes. you grow through that fuel. Like he makes you a better person, makes you more appetizing, appealing to the world because you have so much value that is good enough for you. But the world will, the world will adjust to the vibration you put out into it. That's so it. if you put dope shit out, dope shit will find you. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing dope shit. That's it. You keep doing like bullshit. Guess what you keep finding? Bullshit. You have to choose to have the courage to adjust your vibration to the world to, you know, receive that. That's it. Like, if you, if you I'm going to be alone forever. Guess what? You are. Because you keep putting it out there. If you want whatever you want, believe your, believe in your prayers. When you believe in your prayers, your prayers get answered. Because you believe in them. I think that you always have that cookie jar to go back to. Like, if shit's hard and, and you don't feel like doing something, you can go back to, oh, well, so-and-so went through this, was mm-hmm. was uh, date-raped and got herpes, and yeah. he and it's doing fine. They are doing mm-hmm. fine. They, they, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they, they are doing fine. Emails. <laughs> <laughs> you want more those emails? No. No, I don't. Oh. Sorry for whoever that person, whoever they are. I didn't mean it like that. I just... Lack of vocabulary. I don't read enough, apparently. But, you know, just being able to go back to that and just be, you know, take inspiration from that. Like, man, you think it's hard. Well, at least my legs work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, one of my more recent episodes gave me perspective on just how deep this goes. So, most people will tell you that the worst part about herpes is the stigma behind it. Like, the things that people assume about your character. Mm-hmm. And... Episode 97 called Normalizing Normalized Dysfunction. I had a lady on there who she's 25 years old. And then trigger warning, this is about to get really heavy for a second. Oh shit. So we talked about her being diagnosed with herpes at 15. She got chlamydia at age 12. She was molested at age six by a relative. And at the end of our conversation, she said that the one thing that probably would have completely changed the way that she turned out and how her life went was if shame wasn't present in her household. Because when she was diagnosed with chlamydia at 12, the conversation was, we ain't going to talk about this. And that's like, some that's the black shit. Like, that's the, uh, the yeah. poor, marginalized, yeah. uh, impoverished communities. Yeah. We're just going to pray about it and not talk about it. Yeah, but here's the thing, too. Like, work. the whole environment was just toxic because mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, she said that she got it from a 40-year-old man uh-huh. at 12. Yeah, you know, like how fucked up is that? We're not gonna dress that I got raped in this family. We just gonna keep going. We gonna keep doing this. I gotta see this person probably. We just gonna keep playing house. Yeah, and it's just she talked about the uh, R. Kelly situation. She was like, "Yeah, that's like normal. Yeah, for your friends to be like, girl, you better go get him. He he looking at you. That's mm-hmm. he, he got money. He got a car. That's why I started dating white girls in high school because all the black girls wanted the niggas that was older. Damn, they didn't want that they age. They wanted the guys that was twenty out of at another high school and and whatever. Instead 
of the motherfucker that's in your face. They wanted the other. That the, I want the older guy. Like we, nigga, you fifteen. What are you doing, a twenty year old? We're here. What are you doing? All right, fuck it then, Becky. What you doing? But that's the whole situation. Yeah, but um, the thing about this whole thing is just that this entire environment's toxic because if you ain't talking about what's really going on in your house. Mm-hmm. You getting your information from any fucking where, and you setting up this real dark environment in the community where people who are going to be predators are able to best prey on you Mm -hmm. because you don't know shit. So you got to go somewhere else to get your information. You going to hear, oh, I'll tell you what you need to Mm -hmm. do. Are you old enough to be having sex? You ready? You can tell. You can tell. As men, we know who we can pull over and who who we can get shit over on, who we can't. We can look at you and like, oh, yeah, I can get over on her. She don't know no better. And then you know the ones like, oh, she on shit, so I might work a different angle. Yeah, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like this whole stigma, shame thing, it, it's so much deeper. And like it really comes down to sex education, mm-hmm. I think, more than anything else. So if we're able to get comprehensive, honest sex education in these impoverished communities where they're only teaching wait till marriage. You know, like what kind of what kind of Ooh. bullshit is that? <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna test drive this car? In twenty, I mean, I like you. Fuck out of here. Abstinence, motherfucker! You crazy? I got a smartphone. I'm not abstinent shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. And um, we we that that episode really opened my eyes to seeing just how like race plays a role. Oh uh, yeah. Um, resources, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. all of these factors. Now just power has been has been the, the, the key to civilization since day one. I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole of information, but like <clears throat> now it's just power, what you don't know will kill you. <laughs> like there's there is a value in doing a little bit of research and expanding your horizon, expanding your environment because you I, so much things I've learned and experienced because I was like, you know what? I don't know shit, but I'm gonna go out and see what happens. And then on that path of I don't know shit, you learn some shit. And then you just this is the same way you can go down a rabbit hole of bullshit. You can go to the same rabbit hole of, of fascinating information. Like I can't watch I can't watch reality TV because history is so much more interesting. Like I'm currently on a documentary about uh Judaism and like understanding the human role and like how do we get to how we look at religion now and where they come from. Cause this shit didn't come out of nowhere. There's receipts out here. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the receipts. We have enough to have a good, you know, idea of what it is. And also we have to understand that when we do history, we're still interpreting through somebody else's eyes and their understanding of well, if I'm in the 18, if I'm in the 17th century or 16th century finding black artifacts, well, that's in the height of slavery. So I have to understand this man is being funded by probably someone that's profiting off of, of off slavery, but they're interpreting what they're finding in Egypt, Nubia, whatever, through this lens. So they might not be, and it might not be understanding it. What there's this issue? Oh, they so. might not be understanding it because of the world they're living in. Like, I mean, capital is still capital because nothing works without being funded. So when I'm embracing this information, I have to understand. Okay, let me just be open minded to information, then interpret it accordingly. Yeah, and then just put supplement information to understand. Okay, cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's still capitalism. It's still history, but like I damn near want to have a kid just so he can be archaeologist. I want I want to have a kid just so he can be archaeologist and do a documentary that has a black person finding shit. Like I I love docs, but I'm like ain't no black documentaries nowhere. Ain't, ain't a Howard, ain't a Clark uh, Atlanta nowhere. I'm like <laughs> someone can we can we give a black man a brush in a, in, a, in a pick and just go out there and sell some shit and buy me something? <laughs> it, 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 it it means something different, but I enjoy. 
enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it means something. Like history is so fascinating. Now, you know to, where you've been, you have a bad idea where you're going. Exactly. Yeah. I used to not like history because I'm like, what the past got to do it right now? And this was me in school. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm an adult and I'm seeing things like uh, I'm reading up about herpes stigma and the origin of it. It's mm-hmm. like herpes been here before humans, mm-hmm. you know, and the stigma is fairly new. There's a couple of articles that have just recently been released talking about uh, like how the kind of if it wasn't herpes, it'd be something else that was stigmatized. So the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. could create a solution the to the problem mm-hmm. and yeah it's, it's it, the money's it in the symptoms not the cure that's it they learn from the polio Ooh, we made money from polio it's 1920 we get this bread but we strain this other shit out we can get some money out here yeah. we got the cure for cancer but cures don't make no money we can keep you out sick just enough for you yeah. to do a fundraiser and we get some more money yeah. it's a dirty it's a dirty game civilization's a dirty game and then you still have people in 2019 that I'm not going to vaccinate my kid for fucking polio. He started. Uh, I'll give up. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it's the same thing. Like, the knowledge mm-hmm. is there for people that, you know, you're getting sick all the time. Well, why do I get sick all the time? Well, look at the shit you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. Just plain and simple. I mean, and it's it's so simple. A 30-second fucking cold shower each day, and I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. The, you know, fasting, I, I don't get sick anymore, you know, because it builds up. I don't know. No exact. I don't, I'm not an expert on it, but, I mean, but the information's there. The, the information's, information's out there, there. Mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 simple as just googling. Like, why do I feel this way? And then you can look through, and you know it may not be good for some people because they're hypochondriac. And they're I say use... start on page two, right? <laughs> start right. on page two, <laughs> right? Whatever you Google, right. start on page two. I mean, you know, I used to be that guy that got sick all the time, and you know, and then finally I was just like, "Fuck, man, I'm tired of feeling like this all the time. Why can I'm just feeling I'm like tired shit. of buying cold drugs and sinus drugs and drugs yeah, and drugs man. and drugs, not the good drugs. I mean, even just each day taking six deep breaths." Can help your stress level and bring it mm-hmm. down because stress causes stress is a choice. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you can you choose to be stressed out because mm-hmm. a lot of shit that stress you out is pretty much not important and you can get it. Again. Stress is a choice. <laughs> you choose to be stressed out. How I mean, I know for there are very there's an outlier of people who don't have a choice. Um, Correct. And the some of the stuff that I've read lately has been referencing Holocaust survivors and how happy they could be because of where they were in their mind how they looked at the world mm-hmm. the world perception fucked up but this is really like where we are our most free this is really the only place we are free in our mind how we choose to interpret react the, our perception of the world around us is really the reality that we live mm-hmm. in fucked up shit's just gonna happen unfortunately. Yeah. one one choice can change your reality mm-hmm. just one choice maybe Maybe it's you're smoking cigarettes and you want to quit smoking cigarettes. Maybe start by smoking one less cigarette a day. You know, just little choices that you can make each day to to make yourself better. That's where the power is. You start. It's it's a roller coaster, man. Like Jordan Peterson talks about, we talk about on the program all the time. Making your bed. Mm-hmm. Just make your bed. One little task. You start that. You stay. Then you start adding in. Well, let me. You know, just woke up. Let me do some stretches. You know, and then next thing you know, it's fucking pressure to get with the uh, opposite hand. That's a hard one. That shit feels. That's a hard one. I use electric toothbrush now. I have for a couple of years now. Quip. I do. No, I, I got a quip. I don't have a clip. I got a clip. You get a clip. clip. If you want to sponsor an episode of <laughs> the Sularians, please reach out. Yeah, clearly I'm buying a clip now. There's a quip. Hey, give me quip. a quip. I don't want to say life changing, but for as far as my dental health goes, mm-hmm. yeah. it's the shit. 
How much they normally? How much they run? Twenty five dollars and they oh, okay. give you five dollars a month for, or five dollars every three months. And they send you new heads, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give me a quick. Cut it's, this it's, out and email it to them. Right. <laughs> so it basically divides your mouth into quadrants, mm-hmm. and it, it's vibrating, and you do each quadrant, and then oh. it'll, it'll stop, and then you go to the next next quadrant. Mm-hmm. And hardest part is remembering not to go over a place you just brushed. Yeah. So you gotta mm-hmm. do it the same way every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna give me a quip. Yeah, yeah it's, you, hey, cut this out and cut out the recording. Send it to, like, send it hey, to us. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I need a bag. Oh, cool. uh, thanks. But, they uh, they just came out. They, they had a new one they had on Black Friday. It was the black one? I was like, oh, that's man. the one I got. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, oh, I already got a clip. I don't need it. I shouldn't. And I didn't. But. If I didn't have a black one, I'd have had it by Black Friday. Yeah. Like, hey, baby, it's yours now. Like I give her my old, and I get the black one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clip is the shit. Yeah, I mean, man. but even going back to just the, I mean, even that, you know, switching to a clip and your your teeth are so much cleaner than what you thought, you know, than what you, you thought you were brushing right before you used one of those, man. Then you're like, man, my teeth are shit. Now, is that what actually happened or is that the advertising working? Because I hear that shit in every podcast. It's like, maybe, is my mouth really clean there? Because it's the power of belief, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. you hear something enough, you start to believe that shit and maybe your vision just changes a little bit. Right. A placebo effect, though. Maybe I'm not, I am healthy. I, you know, I am making me feel like I can stop a bullet. No, no, no. <laughs> just the marketing part, man. Would you not stay in front of that gun? Thank you. I don't know. I, I think it does because I, I know I'm brushing my teeth longer periods than oh, what I dude, used to. For sure, I used to. Yeah, just out. And then the tips they give you is like, uh, you only need a little bit of toothpaste. Yeah. I spent so much less on toothpaste. Yeah. Why do I feel like I've been left out of the cool off the cool table right now? Yeah, in the whole documentary. I thought I was doing something. Y'all may feel like I ain't doing nothing. I used to. I mean, it's just, it's just, just another now. thing. You know, like, like going back to starting your day. Make your bed, stretch, brush your teeth with the quip, and you 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 know your teeth are clean because you took you've taken the extra time to do it, or not even extra time, the amount of time you're supposed to. And it, it's quip is Q U I P. Yeah, Quip.com backslash the Sulardians for your discount. <laughs> and email them and tell them the code doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's funny because it's but, true. I mean, now that you're you're in the fitness business, and you know, I haven't been back. I haven't been in the fitness business in a while. Uh, I want to say wellness. Like I feel like wellness, fitness yeah. now is yeah. a little bit different. So um, I'm a personal trainer, given 100, 5648 Persian, St. Louis, Missouri, 63112. Um, Given100.com backslash the Sulardians for no discount. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send an email to the website when you see that that doesn't work. <laughs> I'm wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Just uh, Sorry. Sorry, man. Me and that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you see in the wellness industry now that everything's kind of, I mean, I've noticed a change just, I mean, just from YouTube and everything I watch and Google and all this, you know, it seems like people are becoming more, uh, let's just say more well, they're, they're more conscious of fitness now and wellness. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like somebody in the industry still, you know, for me, it seems like it's all around. Everybody's doing stuff, but you know, I could be wrong. You know, uh, how do you feel about, I mean, do you think that people are becoming more 
aware of? Awareness is probably the best word. And I think that people are now seeing that it's not just about how I look. It's also, it's not even just about, oh, I'm only going to fit this into my macros. Like now Mm -hmm. it's people changing their lifestyles, not necessarily changing a piece of their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you don't have to work out twice a day, six days a week, have a rest day, eat five, six meals a day anymore. Now we're finding all these different things that work for different people. And it's really just making the choice, making the commitment to the lifestyle change overall. So be that working out three times a week, four times a week, and then just being more mindful of the food that you're putting in your body and how you're going about your day, like little things like sitting slouched in a chair mm-hmm. for eight hours a day, not doing any sort of physical activity a day. I tell people all the time, like if you go from doing nothing to doing anything, like you're going to see ooh, my bad. <laughs> no, you're going <laughs> you're to see significant changes over a short period of time if you make the decision and you're serious about it. Right. Have you, uh, you know who Aubrey Marcus is? Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, that's another know. podcast. I, like. I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. But Own Your Day, you know, I, I haven't finished the book yet because that's a fucking read. God damn. His book, Own, yeah. own Your Day. I haven't read it. I, I, know, it it's, I know it's out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got, I own the, the audio version of it, but that's a long ass book. But, you know, he talks about own, when the day, you know, just being like, oh, today, whatever, you did something and look at it as I got this done, not what you didn't get done. Focus yeah. on what you got done. And, you know, that's kind of where my mindset is when it's like, oh, I've done something each day to, to win the day. Or, you know, he talks about doing something that scares you just so less things become less scary, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, you know, my mindset has been that. And I've really gotten back to that, you know, kind of went off track for a bit. Bob's consumed my life. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning I'm learning now that, that you know, got to keep doing what got me there, you know, mm-hmm. and just and take it to another level. Man, when you start to look at things like that, like this got done, you start to look for more things that got done and you're programming yourself to look for more of the accomplishments, the positives than you are what we've been socially conditioned to look for. It's like, oh, I didn't do, I wasn't good enough at, I could have been better. We can always do things different. And one of the things that I've noticed, well, one of the things I've tried to implement in my life is like, I never want to look back on something and go, why didn't I do anything? Because that implies no action at all. Whereas if I look back on something, I want to be able to say, damn, why would I do it that way instead of this way? Because that implies something was done. It may not have been done to the best of its ability mm-hmm. or uh, to be as efficient as it could have been. But I did something. And when we can start to like just keep that in mind to do something, mm-hmm. then that'll take us to a whole nother level. Improve, you know, improvement. Like, what did you do to improve yourself? You know, not what you didn't, what you did to make yourself worse. You always look at what, what, what you did to improve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always, you know, look at the, the reasons why they can't do things. Show up. Right. <laughs> you know, show up that's to the fucking thing. Some people are like, oh, that's 90% of it. No, that's 100% of it. Yeah. Show up, that motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. And Even if you show up to the gym, let's say, let's use that as an example, and you're like, damn, I don't feel like being here. If you get there and you really don't feel like being there, then leave. You right, don't have right. to be there anymore. But you got there. Discipline, man. Mm-hmm. Discipline is freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know. Oh, wait, who said that? Jack Wilnick. That's right. All right. Discipline is freedom. And, and that, that shit reigns true, man. And, you know, people are always looking for mentors and all this other shit. The people that mentor my life, who I model my shit off of, I've never met and will never meet. But I just pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Just yeah. just switching over. Right. Just, you know, just switching over to vegetarian. You know, 
they're like, oh, you're doing it off a show you watch? Yeah, because the show made fucking sense. Bro, mm-hmm. yes, that did it for me. And, I mean, it's a process. I don't, I, I could probably just fucking stop doing it. But it's really challenging to have to learn how to undo something that you've been doing for your mm-hmm. entire life. But, yeah, the Game Changers documentary, mm-hmm. that had me like, oh, so you're telling me that the animals are eating the, the protein that we get from animals? They're getting from the grass yeah so we're plants so yeah so basically when you when you go vegetarian you're cutting out the middleman yeah mm-hmm. so when it was put that way i was like okay you know i can do more of this and then just like meat can be uh every now and then thing if i should be a treat yeah yeah i even treat thought about meat you know because because <laughs> i have this passion that i want to get back to you know i was a kid i loved to hunt you know hunting i mean since they love but i you know it was cool I think now maybe I may the only time I'll eat meat is if whatever I kill or yeah. catch or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But even then, like I don't know, it's just a like, thought. It's a whole like ecosystem. Just like the way that we overconsume everything, we overconsume is fucking up ecosystems, mm-hmm. our systems. I read this book called Consciousness in Action, and it talked about how we are. There's a whale. I don't remember the exact name of it, but. Because we're hunting whales and whales are going extinct, her dolphins, it was one of those, it was a fish that eats these shrimp and the shrimp live in these uh, ice caps. No, I got that backwards. So the ice caps, glaciers or something somewhere, they're mm. starting to melt. And this serves as a home for a particular kind of shrimp that hides from uh, the whales that eat these specific shrimp. And because it's melting, there's now no real hiding space for them and there's no algae that's there for the shrimp to eat so now the shrimp are dying as a result of this ice cap melting and the whales aren't having any food when they get there and now they're becoming beached and so like Mm. something like global warming has this whole ecological Mm. effect yeah it's the same thing with us like what the fuck are we doing by how the fuck do we have like 12 different chicken spots all selling chickens? Every grocery store got all these eggs. When you count this shit up, mm-hmm. it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. And then, yeah, and it, it just, everything has cause and effect. There's always something. You, we're never going to be perfect, ever. I mean, how, how cool would it be to be perfect? I wouldn't even, I don't want to be perfect. It wouldn't be fun. I mean, no. <laughs> if we get it right, I, my whole thing is I don't think the world ends with us killing each other. I think it ends with us like getting on the same page. Because when we all just realize like, oh, we're all connected, we're one. And when we mm-hmm. die, we just kind of go back to that place. Every, like, why take action? Everybody is the same person just living a different reality. Yeah, in mm-hmm. different times. So like, right. You know, and, and, you know, the... the there are things. I mean, we talk about it all the time. AI is going to kill us. Like Skynet, Skynet. We're all going to die. The we're, robots. We're gonna creating that end. Yeah, we are. Uh, and you know, the, the, it's just funny to, to think that way. But it's. It, I know it's a fatalist thought, but it's just the truth. Like we think about uh, uh, Elon Musk brought it up best when he was thinking, how long did it take him to make it mandatory to have seatbelts in cars? Whenever they started putting out cars, how many people died? from car wrecks because they didn't have a fucking seatbelt on because there was no seatbelt. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's going to be like that with AI. People are going to die before they figure out. Belt. Yep. Mm. Convenience has a cost, guys. For you get them I just, I just want people, I know that it's on. never going to happen. And, and I see the point after, you know, listening to Elon Musk talk, it's like, we're just doing shit. With AI, there's no repercussions right now. 
I mean, look at the fucking robots. They had the, these fucking ones that look like hyenas or whatever. You can't kick them over. You watch Black uh, Mirror? Yeah. Those little dogs are being used Dude. by police departments as like drug robots. Mm-hmm. But that's where it starts. That shit fucked me. Yeah, up. I don't. Yeah, that Boston. What's it called? Boston Institute? No, uh, Boston Dynamic. Boston Dynamic. Owned by yeah. Google. Yeah, of course he is. I mean, it's like. Hey, wait. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's perfect when it's used by the good guys. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. We've seen the movies always good. It's always that scientist that has the good intentions with their experiment, but it's always the capitalist that finds a way to maybe turn this wholesome machine into a fucking monster. We've seen this movie. It comes from somewhere, guys. It comes from us. There's, there's thousands of years of history of us humans having good intentions, and then some one person has a a, a, a spur of human gluttony and greed that turns a great idea into a fucking empire killer. Yeah, you don't hear nobody who just want to get their mama into a house who comes up with these kind of ideas. There's always somebody who's like, more, 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 more. Oh, more, who more. had a bad instance as a child and their whole life is hell bent on. Like Shazam. Like, the, like just, cause I just watched Shazam. Mm-hmm. Like, this one person had one bad moment with two bad, uh, bad parents. His whole life was hell bent on making the world feel his pain. And that's my life is built on that, and, and the world will will line up to find that way to man it, make that man feel that pain, and now we just fucking feeling this man pain because his dad didn't love him. Yeah. Now we deal with his problems, <laughs> and sons of bitches. So let's bring this back back to Sorry. health. Sorry. So oh, there's yeah. <laughs> there's a physical health, and then there's also mental health, and people I oh, think dude, that's don't forget about the emotional. Health. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's where I think that the popularity of uh, meditating meditation has came in and you know i talk about i don't know if i i meditate the right way i'm just quiet and like in my mind i don't There's know if i'm no doing right wrong way to meditate right exactly exactly the same thing with you know what got me started on meditation was doing the wim hof breathing you know and like where my mind went and then you know whatever so this meditation i take a little time you stay even it's fucking two minutes and just sit there in my own thoughts for a minute you know and just like think the day out you know promo here for uh, headspace <laughs> For, oh, heads, what's that? Headspace, do your meditation out, dude. I need to just get you a list, right? <laughs> Didn't know anything about it, but yeah, I think you can time out your meditations, and they have it, you can breathe with the app, and it's very calming. There's another one called Calm. So I've seen Calm. They wanted my money, and I was like, yeah. You can email both of them and see who responds first. Right. Headspace.com backslash the Solardians for no discount. <laughs> when it doesn't work, email the code. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, do you meditate daily? Or? Uh, I'd go to yoga five days a week. Okay. Um, I didn't go to Are you a yogi? Yes, Have you watched a documentary I don't about like labels, man? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Uh, have you watched the uh, the one about the Bikram guy? Have you watched that uh, documentary? Is that the guy who was started uh, Bikram assaulting yoga. women? Yeah, yeah. It's always that. freaking nasty. It's, it's, on, it's on Netflix. I've only heard yeah. of it very. Always recently. coming back to the so it's a documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't watched it all, but I just watched the first part of it, and like he was like thirty five and his. Married a woman that was nineteen or twenty. I was like, ah, no. this already. It starts there, but she was like some yoga champion of some kind or whatever. Anyway, she was like, yeah, it goes through the story, and I don't know, man, I, just, I got the heebie-jeebies. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what I put my I, head I in this place. So I'm going through a yoga teacher training that starts in January too, because um, I've been going to yoga for seven years now, um, and. 
to me that's been such a awareness expanding experience mm-hmm. just connecting the mind and the breathing and the body and just being able to do the yoga poses and stuff like that like that's been fulfilling for me so i look at it from like what got me into it was the stretching i was like damn i need to stretch one of my boys got me in there i was like damn i feel good in a different kind of way mm-hmm. when i walked out of there. it wasn't man, just my yoga one day <laughs> one time and then we never went back. What? <laughs> nah, I, I I do a lot of mobility stuff. Like I'm always trying to stretch something because that's where my focus is. Like I, I don't want to be big buff Jones anymore. Yeah, I'm past that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of of movement. I don't want to you know if I have to make a turn and take off running mobility. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to pop Agile. an Achilles. You know, like I that's had, that's my biggest fear is popping an Achilles. Agile like, oh. mobility. I had two months where I only went to yoga during the week and then I would work out two, three days a week Mm -hmm. over the weekend and my body needed that. Like Mm -hmm. I've always lifted heavy as fuck because I had to push three, 400 pound linemen and now I don't need to do that anymore. So like I still want to be strong just for the Mm -hmm. sake of being strong but I think that it's more important for me now to be able to move and be connected to my body than anything else. And and the, people don't realize that the more you stretch, the more you elongate the muscle. Yeah. The bigger the muscle can be if you're if you're look at all those uh all the guys that do the, the bodybuilding shows, they're doing yoga. I mean look at Ronnie Coleman, one of the biggest human beings you've ever seen in your life that dude could do the splits. I did not know he was doing yoga. Yeah, that's how he was. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that's when he was when he the, he'd always do the he did the thing where he'd do the splits on stage and then flexing the splits. And and you know he's what seven time, seven time uh, uh, Mr. Olympia, Mr. Olympia, and I mean flexibility is I mean they look at Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day they had him doing ballet and shit, yeah, you know just to to get more flexible and that's that's coming from the man the, the, the probably the most aesthetically perfect body you've ever seen in your life is was Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and flexibility man yeah. that dude could you know work out barefooted I mean don't get me wrong he 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 had faults and. You know, they they've asked him about you know steroids before. He's like, ah, I used them just a little bit. I'm like, but he's <laughs> you just a little bit. You get to the it? chop. I'm just a little bit pregnant. I'm not pregnant, pregnant, but, uh, <laughs> right? I mean, the dude, the dude was was jacked. And I mean, I mean, look at the Rock. The Rock is one of the biggest human beings you're gonna see, and one of the hardest working dudes you will ever see. Like every time I think I'm doing enough, I look at him like, man, I need to do more. Uh, <laughs> you know, like sometimes you lose your way, and as long as you know, I come back to it. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's you know, I get a lot of inspiration from the Rock because he's a bad motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that dude can touch his toes easily. You know, like I just hate guys like that mindset of these guys that I don't think it's like that anymore, but. People that are that conscious of big buff dudes, but can't can't yeah. bend over and wipe their ass. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's 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 you know I need I I'm looking more overall. Like I've really been working on my base, mm-hmm. building jeez, building my base, and then and then worrying about everything else. You know, like you know I've really got to commit to doing core. I like it's so like, hard. Well, think about it like this: every exercise is an ab exercise. Yeah, right. Like as you're benching. Right. Squeeze, pull yeah. ups, deadlifts, deadlifts especially. You pay attention to uh, Athlean X. Hmm, what's that? Oh, he's he's probably the biggest YouTube guy, and uh, he has a uh, yeah, Athlean X. I can't, I cannot remember his name, but he uh, he really breaks down. He's a let's see, he I think it's a lot. I keep thinking that's a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dogs are upstairs. Oh, the dog uh, uh, He uh. He is a physical therapist, and then now he's a pro trainer. Like he trains a lot of pro athletes, yeah. a lot of um, 
a lot of wrestlers, like WWE guys. Uh, uh, what's uh, Antonio Brown? That's his trainer. Like he, oh, okay. yeah, the dude. He's legit. he's getting each video is getting two three million views. Like the guy, yeah. And he's he's good, and, and he breaks down breaks it down really well. And he's he's helped me a lot with my development, and uh, you know just little shit. Like there's always a video. Like I'm just looking and like how do you improve this spot? And it's like the back of your shoulder because it's not rounded. He's like, oh, let me show you. And he'll oh. show you a little exercise. Yeah, like he breaks down to that that type of level. And like, how do I get rid of this, you know, my low back pain? So you know? you're giving me six-ish people I need to look up. <laughs> yeah, I'll write them down. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen back to this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, and, and that's where like, yeah, I don't read a lot, but I watch a lot of shit and I listen to a lot of shit of people that I'm interested in and want to know about, you know, I love that we have Audible, that we have YouTube, mm -hmm. slash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, so, it helps me to consume information that way. Like, not everyone is a reader. Not everyone is going to be able to pick up on things by listening to them or just a visual. You know, we've got all these different ways now that we can learn. So more people are able to learn. Just so much information. And apply things, Yeah. So for me, it's being able to listen. Like I'll listen to a YouTube mm -hmm. video, listen to a mm -hmm. book, listen to a podcast, mm -hmm. and I'm always learning stuff. Like I'm at a point now where I don't even like listening to music when I work out anymore. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, let me get this knowledge. Yeah. Let me get this knowledge. When, yeah. You know, like uh, when I'm on a treadmill, like depending on like, if I need to send some emails and you know, because I'm doing the steady state cardio now, you know. I'll put music on. It's weird. Like if I'm listening to a podcast, like I'm, I can't like write an email and listen to a podcast. But if I'm, uh, it's easy to ignore music, right? But it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I put music on, I can I can do all my shit. I can do what I need to do. Background. Yeah, I guess it's. But if it's a podcast, yeah. I gotta focus. I'm on. like music is like a shield from the world, so you can focus on what you have to mentally be involved yeah. in. It's like a, it's like a canopy. Like music is a canopy for thought and like doing the work you need to do. When you listen to podcasts, you actually and now you're absorbing what you're learning because you, now you're focused on what you're learning, not what you're doing. So now your workout might be more longer. Like, damn, how long have I been on the treadmill? Because you got so involved into the podcast. So now the pod, now the, the treadmill, the workout is the canopy, and you're locked into this information. And your body working and doing the body thing. Your mind is like, so you, it's a double, it's a win-win. Yeah. Your body's working, now your mind's working. But when you listen to music, now your mind's working on giving out information but the, you got the back you got the cover of the fucking music ah get back alright go ahead I'm, I'm, I'm putting this motherfucking code in give me some cover motherfucker shooting cause that's what the music does I, I feel the same way about that shit like I can go music puts me into a flow state I mean, yeah we're big about I mean we talk about flow state and just you know once you get into a flow of something like when we're in a podcast like, I can there's sometimes at the end of the podcast where I'm like holy shit yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's what that was. You kind of stumbled well, a little it's bit. It's therapeutic. It is. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they talk about what they're getting, getting the vibrations out. Mm -hmm. That's why people love to sing and how they feel in a good thing when they're singing and they're dancing. You're getting vibrations. You're making vibrations. Mm -hmm. you're, you're you're releasing whatever tension you have by moving around and, and talking. And that's what podcast does is you're getting the vibrations out, getting yeah. everything out. And, you know, depletion of the oxygen in your blood, which helps you be less stressed and, you know, what have you. We can go super nerdy with it if you want. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? If you look at things like we let's go from the universe, we're talking about 
a big ass expansion that started from a contraction. Like that's how everything works. If you look at the heart, the heart contracts, expands, contracts, expands. That's what we do energetically. Like we go through shit, we go through shit and then we release it. And like you just mentioned about it being like a therapy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, taking it back to what you said earlier about um, like that white noise, that noise in the background. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where meditation is. Like we're getting so far away from mm-hmm. the importance of meditation. The meditation should be that white noise. We yeah. should be able to be comfortable in just silence, but we are so uncomfortable in silence. It's like, I have to be stimulated by something. Mm-hmm. And that's where all this, the anxiety that we get from being still is supposed to come from being overly fucking stimulated so we can do something about it. Think about how easy it is for someone who is sitting in silence to just create noise. Mm-hmm. Right. But think about how hard it is for someone who's has noise to silence it. Shouldn't be the other way around. Mm-hmm. And that's where like that that whole healing space, the meditation comes in. Like when you silence the shit around you, what's supposed to be going on is made clear. Like that's that quiet whisper. And how I reset. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I know I'm going to butcher this, but uh, somebody was talking, uh, I'll think of it here in a minute. But they were saying how anxiety is the same as excitement. Meaning, like, if you, like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm like, uh, like uh, I'm so afraid to do this. If you change that to just excitement to do it, oh, you won't have anxiety anymore. Speaking now the body register, like, the body, what you're saying with excitement and anxiety, the body register, physical pain at the same frequency as emotional pain. So, the body doesn't know. Like, getting shot and having a, like, breaking up with somebody you care about, for the body, it feels the same. So, it's the same equilibrium are the same parallel so like it's just as much as like you need time to heal from that emotional pain as much as you need time from healing from that broken leg because the body register is the same way it has no distinctions like when you put something out in the universe you have to put it out with a level of clarity and precision because the universe don't know that shit all the universe say you say you want this you like yeah I want that I didn't want it like that but you didn't say that you said you wanted a bad bitch you didn't say you wanted a bad bitch that can read a book you just said a bad bitch you have to be very concise with what you're praying about because the world will align to what you put out there so you have to be mindful of what you be careful what you pray for prayerfully real for because you have to be precise to understand what you want because the world will align to that and manifestation yeah that bitch is a dog so i mean you got a dog shit exactly you wonder how i get this bad because you that's what you wanted (laughs) this is what you wanted so you got what you wanted within a year of me saying that i wanted to buy a bar i had a bar man if you sit down and mm-hmm. you write out all the shit that you probably said you wanted at some point and then label out, write out what you actually got. Got my books. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the, But yeah, like. He's like, oh, shit. Because I, I got about 10 journals. That was another uh, thing that I started mm-hmm. doing was just journaling. And I would write out, all right, I'm feeling a high sense of anxiety. And here's a perfect example of like alleviating that anxiety. Um, I was going to go house it for someone for 10 days uh, in California. I was mm-hmm. excited because I get to go to California for 10 days. I was anxious because I'm not going to be working for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So it was like, man, I, I, something's wrong with me. I don't know what it is. So eventually I, I sat and I wrote and I was like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't not go to work for 10 days so that I can just kind of hang out for 10 days and feel guilty the whole time I'm fucking there. So I ended up just hitting the lady up. I was like, hey, I can't do this. And I felt so much better. And people like sleep on the power of just 
journaling or bringing into awareness like when you put it out there it's real mm-hmm. and when it stays in here like you don't you don't take it seriously mm-hmm. when it's up in here but when you put something out like think about uh personal training for example if you have a personal trainer like you're telling somebody all right i'm committed to showing up on this time and this day and my energy exchange is going to be uh the money like i'm paying you for mm-hmm. me to show up. So I'm committed to that. And everywhere that we invest our energy, like that's where we're going to get whatever return. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah I mean, shit, I can't say no better. But, yeah. I mean, whatever you want to put your energy in. And this is for anybody listening. Like if you've got something you've been wanting to do, just try it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Take that fucking step. And then like a lot of the barriers that we think are between us and the thing that we want to do aren't real like Mm -hmm. people think you have to you got to get a degree in order to start a business and like someone asked recently someone posted what are some things i need to do to start a business all right first you need to have people that are buying what you're selling Mm because you'll fuck around i started a business before um i got my llc i did all this shit and nobody was buying what i was selling and i was like damn i just lost money starting a business that was a 250 dollars lesson i never need to learn again Mm -hmm. but the thing is like we prioritize shit and we think that it has to be this way because someone said it had to be this way when in reality we can just who the fuck are they yeah god damn it like like callous said who the fuck are they they don't want to see you be great fuck they (laughs) so and and, like people all the time oh we want to start a podcast you know i need to you know it's it's gonna cost money to start man no no you can literally take your phone out without a mic and just hold it up and start technology podcasting Mm -hmm. Technology, like all this shit here, we don't need any of it. Literally, this this laptop can do everything that we bought it because I I like to buy stuff. It's more my problem. It's more. No, my I mean, <laughs> we needed it. If we would have just saved the money, we could have got the one we wanted. Yeah, but I didn't know the one we wanted existed till we did realize we saw it. Oh, you know, like as you start doing shit, you realize what else is out there too. Mm-hmm. So like this wasn't anywhere to be found before, and until y'all created it. It wasn't there. Yeah, so, like, yeah. this space that y'all created, like, this community that y'all are fostering. This tribe. This tribe. There you go. Tribe. And that's right. what, you know, it's all coming together and and just patience. Is patience is so important. important. Uh, patience is the key to life. You know, patience I, is victory. I think that that's been, like, the biggest lesson from the universe mm-hmm. for me. Like, I thought that I was patient, but I'm tolerant. Like, I can I can tolerate other people. Mm-hmm. Tolerance is external, <laughs> and patience is internal. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me to be – I'm not patient with myself. I'm like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to do this. But I, I don't expect from other people. Mm-hmm. It's just more of, like, here are the standards of how I treat myself high. Right. I'm gonna be treated by the people around me, and if you can't match that, then all right. <laughs> for me, I, I respect the God and the devil in you. So we gonna we gonna get there one way or the other. There's yeah. there's, there's two wolves, right? Mm-hmm. The good and the bad wolf. Yeah, you I respect both of them. We need that, we need them both. Feed that good one just a little bit more than you. That's feed it. That. That's yeah. it. What are we talking? Uh, ah, let's talk about that. But we talk about it to keep that <laughs> evil wolf hungry. He's needed. I need that I mean, guy. I think that. There's dark side. Everybody has a dark side. Oh, I was just saying some shit. I was <laughs> no, no, no. We need the Joker unless we need Batman. The, the dark side, I feel the dark side all the time. Mm-hmm. I know he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody does something directly to me, the dark side is, hey, let's go rip this fucking dude's arms off. But I'm like, no, no, no. I hear you over there. You just, you just stay. <laughs> there's you just, a place for that. Like, yeah. There's a place for it. And, and, you know, place. The, 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 another study I was uh, uh, listening to the other day was where uh, – 
they had these people and they were trying to figure out tolerance levels for sticking your arm in this cold water, right? And, you know, rage wouldn't be a thing unless it was a thing. There is rage in people. And so what they found was they found a tolerance level for most every person that was there, how long they could keep their hand in this ice cold water. And when they get to that point, so they had the, they had the standard, say it's five minutes. Every time they get to five minutes, they'd be like, all right, I want you to yell and scream and, and just release, you know, rage out to keep your hand in the water. And they figured out that when they got to that stress point, they just raged and they were able to stay in it longer because they weren't thinking about their hand being in the cold water. They were just screaming and letting shit out, getting out the stress they had in their body of, of this. So that's how rage can play into when you're doing things physically or you're doing things mentally because you get pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to get pissed off. I think it's okay. I don't let it consume me. But if I'm in a situation where it's like, it's me and another guy on a fucking treadmill, and we're going to see you can go the longest. All right, Will Smith. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's where, I, that's where I get it from. I should have said. It's like Hulk. Will Smith said. <laughs> yeah. yeah like I mean, the, the rage is there. And, and I, don't think, I don't think you should be scared of raging out in fear of it. Be friends with it. Know yeah. it's there. And know that, that rage is a part of you and it's there. That's where we run into trouble when we aren't aware that something's mm-hmm. there. Like I, I'll say people who deprive themselves of happiness are making everybody around them miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't like they're consciously not being happy for whatever fucking reason, be it fear of judgment for what makes you happy or being who you are. They're addicted to that feeling. Everybody, everybody right? Mm-hmm. They're addicted to that feeling, and that feel them feeling that way gets them attention, and that's really what they're wanting is the attention. In my in my humble oh, perspective, shit. no, that's deep. Like yeah. that's that's applicable to me right now. Right, and, and it's it's it's. it's makes me sad when I see people that are still in that. In, I can, mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. We, mm-hmm. we can't help everybody. No. Mm-hmm. We can't. I can keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, like there has been some times where I fell off and people have been like, ah, you're not as way, the way you seem. No, man, I just had a, a breakdown. Yeah. You know, I've never been depressed before. But the, 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 when I had to shut down the bar, I had a week where I was fucking didn't want to do anything but sleep. You know, Get my phone turned off and just no interaction. People think they know what depression looks like. I didn't know what depression looked like until I started seeing it so many different ways. I started reading this book called The Body Keeps the Score, and it's about trauma. And one person, so I, I went to, like I have a lot of white friends, mm-hmm. and they're the like, whites. oh my God, I, <laughs> and these are people with money. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, my, my car won't start. And that response, like I'm looking at you like, call a fucking Uber. Mm-hmm. Like there's all this practical stuff around that you right. can do. And to me, like, I'm looking at you. The same response that you have about your car not starting is the same response that I have to rent being due on the first. And I got like, I ain't got enough money in there. Like yeah. I'm about to get evicted. This mm. is this is the kind of shit. My body is responding the same way they are. So I'm learning that trauma, while it looks different everybody for everybody, our bodies respond to it the same fucking yep. ways. And it's the same thing with depression. The yep. thing that makes one person depressed and sleep all day is the same thing that makes me depressed and Dis- disassociate and I gotta mm-hmm. go and fucking run or I'll go and play video games all mm-hmm. day like it'll mm-hmm. just look different and yeah. I didn't even know like at first I didn't even know I was depressed I thought it was decompressing but then I figured out three or four days into it like fuck am I, I'm depressed 
what the fuck? Is this depression I'm in? What the? Yeah, I was How just like, I get here? The, yeah, and I'm just like, someone call me an Uber back to being happy and positive. Right, exactly. I end up on this street. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, just, dark. it's just, going back to what you were saying about practic- practicality of it, like, a practical response to, you know, like, all right, so you're, you get a flat tire. Are you going to rage out? No, let me get out here and change this tire and get back on the road. Like, people get so just, oh, my God, into the world. Oh, God, oh, this, is, this is so bad. The, 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 what do you call them? The, uh, the sky is falling. Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Because like, you're so arrogant to think that your day ain't coming. Yeah. You think that the, what you, the, the, the comfort of your life is always going to be comfort of your life. No, your day is coming yeah. to see what you're made of. And the people that think their day's never come are the people that have the worst reaction when the day comes. Like, it's going to come. So when you know your day coming, you when it comes, oh, it's my day. Cool. Change this tire. Oh, oh, put my little bandage on. Like, all right, I knew it was coming. So it's not as much of like a whoosh. It's like, oh, my dad, my number, that's me. All right. Let me go do my time. Let me, let me, let me just get through this. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 when people get so, we'll bring it back to the, the, the herpes thing. Yeah. So, you know, you, how many people have you met that, you know, like you were saying that, that they're depressed and want to kill themselves because all because they have that, that, yeah. that illness. But now you, the way, what you're doing is a healing platform for them to realize that, Hey, it's going to be okay. That's it. There's, there's, there's always there's always a way out. There's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. Like there's there's every day. Well, for foreseeable future, the sun's coming out, and I know that sounds cheesy shit. Sun go tomorrow, <laughs> but no, seriously. Going out my tata. At the end of the day, you're going to wake up, and your next day is going to be a, a restart from the day before. And time heals all. I get it, but when you're always thinking about something to be depressed about that's the mindset that is going to kill you mm-hmm. you're going to stress about everything. everything and for me the less stress i have in my life the better i feel mm-hmm. and ain't no motherfucker gonna come and get me depressed you're, you're not gonna be in my circle you're you're gonna be i'm not gonna forget about you you're, you're gonna be my friend but when i figured out that you're always spouting negativity I ain't hanging around you as much anymore. That shit up. You can do that shit over there. The power of choice. We choose to allow that in our space. Like uh, Oprah Winfrey says, I am responsible for the energy that I bring into the room, and I'm mm-hmm. responsible for the energy that I allow in my space. Simple as that. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, Marcus and I started figuring it out when we started the podcast. We were just like, man, you know, look at the people that were with us when we started. <laughs> Now look who's around us now. So the whole it, shit has changed. It's a whole different cast of characters. But by choice, like just us choosing to go to that meetup that day. Us choosing to make an effort and make a, a conscious decision. So I'm going to make sure I have everyone I met at that room. And that room after that always come through mm-hmm. and reach out and promote their stuff. And like I made, we made a choice to make that part of our platform. But even before that choice was made... We made that choice from the jump. Like we're gonna get to a point where pe- we're gonna meet people. and We're gonna show them the value of pumping them up on our shit, and it goes back and forth. And maybe they will, maybe they won't. But like you, that's how you really build an empire. Is through that. That's that's diplomacy. Is how you build empires, not through war. Because I mean, war happens. You want peace, prepare for war. But most of your sustainable empires are successful and make a legacy because they know how to be diplomatic and build with other countries to build empires. You know, um, if you look at any sport, sports on the surface is about competition. But what makes teams great 
is the collaboration within the team. The chemistry. Offense versus defense Mm -hmm. of the New England Patriots. They're collaborating Mm -hmm. and making each other better so that when they go out to compete, yeah, they're competing, but it's that collaboration that's really fueling the success that they're having. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that with anything. You know, if people are able to come together, collaborate, it's going to supersede any sort of success that you can have from just being competitive with one another. We can do more together than we ever do alone. And, you know, it's, you, if you're feeling down and, and something isn't going right in your life, go help somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, go help dude. somebody do something and you, you won't even worry about that shit. That was the most healing piece of it for me was like the thank you messages I get. Mm. You know, every now and then I, I, I've learned that the greatest compliment to me is just thank you. Mm-hmm. I try to thank people every chance mm-hmm. I get. Whenever I hear thank you, I'm always, shit, I'm thanking people for telling me thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Thank you for thanking me. That's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's it. I want to say thank you very much. Oh, don't okay. <laughs> oh, I, 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 was too. I think uh, I'm in love. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thank you very oh, that's, much. That's some powerful shit. Like you see people who go through some sort of a traumatic event and then when they're at a good place they go out and help the same people who are affected by the mm-hmm. same thing that put them where they are and that's that's how that works like if we were all hurt people hurt healing, people and heal people heal people it's it's it's, it's when people are like ah, oh, you know i've been doing this and but you're learning something like we're learning podcasts and we're not good at it but we're still trying to show people. Like, and people are always afraid, like, oh, I don't have anything to help them with. Motherfucker, if you just go and say hi to them, have a conversation. I got nothing to say. Have you have you not lived the life thus far? Have you not been through shit? Like you everyone's been through more shit than I've been through. I've made it this far without going through a lot of like real, real shit. But I know there's value in letting a, a, a platform for people that's been through shit to share their story. People that been through shit. And it's just yeah, learning to teach something that you've been through, whether yeah, maybe you've only been working out for a month. Or whatever, a week. But if you have a friend that doesn't work out, like, hey, I've been going for a week. Why don't you come with me? Or, mm-hmm. hey, I started this podcast. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You want to come not know what the fuck I'm doing with me? <laughs> you know? And, and that shit, like, my whole life changed whenever we started doing this. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if I would have been able to keep up with this. Like, the, the back end stuff that he does, like, I. They're like, oh, well, why don't you do this? I, I talk to him. I, I don't know. How Support to- <laughs> systems are so key in anything mm-hmm. that we do. You know, it goes back to the competition, collaboration. Nobody can do anything on their own. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work. Courtney, um, give me a closing remark because um, we're going to close this down. Oh, we'll be shit, here a goddamn man. night. It's man. two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> what, uh, closing remarks in regards to what exactly? Yes. Did we just set the record? No, y'all had a for this one. No, time. my my shit's run long because I'm a I'm, my Man, shit's messy. That shit is I'm messy. I can't even. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy Dude, he goes he goes he goes down these. I paths. get to my feelings, and we that's a whole different situation. I just let the crazies run wild on my show. I have no kind of fucking. He's like, we're just gonna turn this on and let's just talk. Right, the mine's a real playground. I'm like, yeah, well, that's why I'm having issues now. Technically, trying to get the video over places. So anyway, right. So give us your closing remarks and any lasting thoughts, statements, where they can find you, your socials, how they can find stuff. Man, so 
um, St. Louis locally. I'm a personal trainer at Given 100. Uh, you can come check us out. Great workout. Um, go to Given100.com. You can set up your training session there. And then um, as far as the podcast and the nonprofit goes, so Something Positive for Positive People is a nonprofit organization that serves as an intentionally inclusive hub of sex positive resources aimed to not destroy, dismantle, end stigma, but to give people who are affected by STI stigma the tools that they need in order to navigate a positive diagnosis. So that can be someone who needs help with dating and disclosure, or they need just to really safely take in information, real experiences from people who are living with STIs, and be able to take the lessons from their healing processes and apply them to their own. So um, for people who might be dating someone who is positive, this is a great place for you to get information. Um, The whole Something Positive for Positive People platform, nonprofit organization, it's just here to be a a support resource for people. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at H on my chest or Twitter tumblr i'm there on reddit at h on my chest it looks like on my chest the pod cecil's like what does that mean i said i don't know but we'll find out today so so in that in that first podcast episode um the guest amy and i we made a joke about like not necessarily like putting a fucking cape on our backs and being superheroes but it was just like instead of the s on my chest like an h on my chest Mm -hmm. for herpes yeah so um that's what that was so (laughs) told you to find out what that meant i know um (laughs) i was waiting for two hours and 45 minutes to find out what it meant but (laughs) the website is spfpp.org because something positive for positive people.org is long as hell i mean i bought that domain name too if you want to type that in but it's spfpp.org um damn i closing remarks like yeah man leave it how leave it how you want to leave this yours i will say um in terms of just like overall shame like i think that that's probably the most prevalent thing as far as stigma goes like we live in this solar system of shame where the shame is in the center and it's masked by stigma and misinformation um like the planets would be the misinformation and all of us are stars in space and space itself is sex so we have such a problem with sex in this illusion of stigma and shame and all of that like we're so focused on that that we can't just enjoy sex so it's important for us to be able to see that for what it is and understand the importance of getting honest trustworthy consistent information about sexual health you know do everything that we can to be safer but we got to be aware that there just are natural risks to doing anything i mean we're human beings so um Damn, I feel like this is kind of dark, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just letting the words. This is we it. Gotta, we we, we got to address shame, shame in ourselves. And when we begin to heal that shame within ourselves, we can begin to heal the shame in our environments and the people mm. around us. And we can help support other people. Like, nothing that we do should be anything that's a shameful. Um, and the only way to combat that is with truth. So, finding information uh lived experiences and really just expressing your own truth that's how we're going to be able to get rid of this god damn boy you know it's so refreshing to see that this environment has turned into what 
idea was and just having you here and I always loving my brother Cecil and just loving the exchange of ideas and words and just energy. It's, just make, it's what the soybeans are about. You know, it's what we, the human becoming podcast, the positive playground. This is what this is for, and I look forward to it. Keep growing and see, keep doing dope shit. Like ah, I'm, an, ah, I'm just ah, ah. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just it's where we came from to where we are now. We're just we're just now. I feel like we're just now getting started with our. We ain't scratch the surface. We ain't done shit. bullshit. Best sales. Yeah, but the, you know the, the steps we keep moving, and the people we're meeting along the way, along the journey. You know, mm-hmm. we're hacking down these trees, making a trail for other people to follow. You that's know, it. Success leaves clues. Signal, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Trying to, man. You know, and that's that's all from the begin, from the jump. That's all we want to do was just carve out a path. Mm-hmm. You know, chop down trees figuratively, not mm-hmm. literally. Oh yeah, save the trees. <laughs> save the trees. Uh, don't drink out straws. Save the turtles. Uh, but yeah, like just doing shit, and you know. The path, we didn't know the path, and we're still learning the path. I mean, it's, it's just each day it feels like something else, and you're like, oh, well, okay, well, this is going on, so how are we going to do this? You know, and, and every time, there's never even really been a problem. It's just, you know, if we don't feel like doing a podcast, one week, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we, we got we got plenty to tank. We're, we're fine. I mean, we got them built up, but that's not, you know, even if we didn't, we didn't want to do a podcast one See, we had days we didn't have fucking shit built up. We had, we had days we were scammering like, oh, shit. We had to drop one. I was like, yeah. I was calling somebody like 30 minutes. Hey, man, can you come do this podcast? Yeah. What? You want me to come on a podcast? Yeah, man, come on. But, but what about this? What, I got this. I don't like my voice. I don't like to hear my voice. Shut the fuck up and sit down. Come Let's on. Let's go. I want to go ahead and like call something out. Like social media platforms are censoring people. Um Certain types of conversations, I noticed it mainly on Instagram in the sexual health space. So sex educators are being muted for using words like sex or Mm -hmm. when they're talking about genitals at all. Mm -hmm. I foresee us being at a place where we're not on these social media platforms anymore unless we're directing people to our podcast. So as we have these mm-hmm. kinds of conversations this is where the real shit's happening yeah. this is where the real conversations and are. the real exchange still word of mouth wins all day mm-hmm. as much technology we have and digital shit like I'm gonna get more interest in this podcast we have a podcast through this kind of conversation than I'll ever get just putting shit out there into the digital world that's just like that's just like a bonus the the genuine stuff that really works is when you actually meet and exchange energy in real life this all shit that really matters rest of that shit it's just an idea and hope. This moment is the only thing that really has weight. I, I even noticed that with, uh, I mean, Facebook. Dude, my shit's getting covered up now. Like, if I uh, share anything off of Dave's, uh, from Dave's, like, Dave was wearing our shirt, uh, Evolution of Dave. Mm-hmm. And this thing has gotten, like, 5,000, 10,000 views on YouTube. So I shared it on my Facebook. I got one like on it. And anything I put up, there, there's always, a, I mean, whatever. There's yeah, a ton on there. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, this this video that I linked in my Facebook, one? Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I did it again with a different video. None. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm on their fucking algorithm now. Mm-hmm. Consumers are what is really 
that's what they're highlighting. They're yeah, highlighting and, more consumers yeah. than they are producing. They want right. you to spend money. And then, and then, and then, yeah, like, and then you, I don't even know how to post on fucking uh, Facebook Live or where the fuck it is. The videos on there, like, oh yeah, and IGT about it. Yeah, kind like of I don't even know shit. how. To, like that shit is like they want you to put the videos on there and share. Well, make it easier for me to put the fucking video oh, on there. The max. Yeah, and then and then they. Uh, uh, I know they don't want you leaving the website because they get paid by the longer people are on there. I got it. But it's just frustrating, and, yep. and Twitter is the same shit. Like you can have hardcore porn on Twitter, but man, you 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 fucking uh, put they somebody in a box. You call if I was going on Twitter right now and, and be like, oh, I liked uh, Bruce when he was Bruce and not Caitlyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, I would get I would be in Twitter jail. Yeah, all because of statement. Not even you know I like Bruce or I like Caitlyn better as Bruce. Not even putting last name in there, I can get. Suspended on Twitter, mm-hmm. like I can go on. That's why this is still putting the feet to the pavement. Still, the oh, best yeah. way to be until they That's get it. here. They're gonna have to listen to a lot of fucking podcasts to censor podcasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they, they, they never will. I don't think they can. Oh, no, because as long as you have understanding of all the tools and the machines, you'll be fine. Like mm-hmm. you know, like so it's important to have you on websites. It's important to still work and build a home in your community with showing up. Yeah. Showing up always wins. Man. So, showing up. So the, the the lesson of this show is show up. Show, show up. up. All right, we want to thank Courtney for coming to Cognac. Oh shit, I almost lied. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we need to put the wow. Vodka on. <laughs> wow, I am trash. I want to thank Courtney for coming to for being a new Sulardian to the tribe. God damn, oh. I am. Hey man, thank y'all for having me. I really like this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can find me at Cecil W. Adams on all platforms. You can find Courtney at something positive for positive people on IGs and the socials until they till we get rid of their ass. They ain't get rid of us, we get rid of them. Damn it. And I'm going to close this out with our usual scripture. If the kingdom of God is in you, then everywhere you go, you should leave a little bit of heaven behind. Say it again for those in the back. If the kingdom of God is in you, then everywhere you go, you should leave a little bit of heaven behind. I'm Marcus Boston. That's Cecil Dub, and that's Courtney. And uh, love yourself, love each other, and love is all we got. Peace. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? This podcast was a presentation of LightUpMedia.fm.